This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer! Richard! How are you? I am so good. How are you? I am so fabulous, and I think it's hilarious that we didn't realize that we were going to be working together today. So here we are. What the I heck? Remembered, I'm like, okay, so my daughter graduates next week, not today. Yeah, not today. So you know, you didn't get that week, the week off, you know, or who knows? It could be the flip side saying, "Come on, we're ready. Yeah, let's go. We got people to talk to." Um. All right. So we have about I a half. I saw like a lot of people just. I don't want to use the expression. There's a lot of people that died. A lot of people that have been dying, I guess. I don't know. Dropping. No, it's true. I mean, you know, it's true. Uh, you can imagine in the future when they have every channel has one of these episodes, you have all these people talking to their loved ones on the other side. Um, well, without further ado, Luana, our friend Luana on the flip side who helps orchestrate these meetings and knocks on our door is there someone that you want us to talk to luana that's what luana. i have. she wants us to talk to luana all right luana. um I don't, my dad just showed up that was interesting hi jim wow that was sweet it was my grandfather's birthday so this no matter when you're listening to this well june 7th happened to be my grandfather's birthday and my parents i called it heavenly anniversary and he just said, thank you. Because I said, my happy heavily on anniversary, mom. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's fascinating and lovely that that your dad waited really to talk to you here in this venue, you see, to actually make that comment, like, thanks for thinking of me. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an unusual construct. It's, of course, you're a medium and he could talk to you at any time. But, but I, yeah, but I I always feel it more, for some reason, I don't question it when we're in this forum, like ever. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and so that's something for people to really pay attention to, which is a lot of times you feel like someone's talking to you or tapping you on the shoulder and your brain, it stops it and goes, well, I'm just thinking of them or, you know, it's that anniversary or blah, 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 blah. As opposed to just listening, what's going on? Hey, what's happening? How are you? Is everybody okay? <laughs> what's, what are the lottery numbers? Come on. <laughs> Or just saying, howdy do, and I love you, and I miss you, and you rock, and whatever. Right. Hold on. Oh, he says he'll be there at the graduation, and he just went like this. I love you was our thing before he passed. So before he passed, I said, how am I going to know it's you? And he said, one, two, three. I love you. He would always go like this. One, two. That's great. That's and fabulous. I forget, but then he just showed it to me. Okay, um, now Luana's coming. Love you too, God. Um, another thing that we should talk about is like, you know, a lot of people that are taking care of people that have cancer, for instance, and they're leaving the planet. Make your mark of, don't make it difficult for the medium. Like, oh my gosh, he's not there. If they didn't call me a certain name, like that, that makes the medium just kind of check out because it's too much. But make your own agreement with your loved one about how am I going to know it's you? Like, what can I, you know, and mine was simple. One, two, three, you know? Yeah. 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 That thing of, of just allowing that there, there's a possibility that you can talk to your loved one on the other side. And then right. before they go, give them that space, even to say, let's just pretend 
let's pretend that it's possible that I might be able to talk to you once you're not no longer on the planet. What's a good what's a good idea or image or thought or yeah. visual? I mean, there is one I mentioned in Flipside. There was a couple who uh, who decided upon a phrase, yellow bubbles. And it didn't mean anything because they thought, well, that's a perfect thing, you know, and we'll see if it comes forward. Now, they didn't ask any mediums about it, but this husband passed away and the and the wife was like, nothing. I, I'm not getting yellow bub, nothing for six months. And then somebody, a friend of hers called up and said, I had this crazy dream last night about, you know, your husband. And I don't even know how to say this, but he wanted me to say yellow bubbles. <laughs> so it's like the friend was the medium. Right. brought the information forward so you have to allow i mean think of how clever that was right you know he had to track down the friend and say now don't forget to call her and say yellow bubbles and she really didn't want to do it but she did it yeah. so you know allow that it's po you have to allow that it's possible that's the first order of business and it's and it's challenging you know i read for i had so many different events this last week which have been great um, a lot of people <laughs> and I had, you know, a couple, there was a couple of guys in my first one that were like this, you know, and like, listen, I don't blame you looking at me, a blonde in California. What am I going to tell you? You know, right. A girl named Jennifer with a sister named Heather, seriously. <laughs> and, and they just slowly, like, it's just easier to just uncross your arms and just try like, you know, like we've been told many times. Yeah it's just easier to try to believe or just let us show up or let them show up versus just pinpointing every little thing. And remember audience that they don't re they'll, they'll show you stuff that happens over the last couple of days or whatever before they pass. But what they take with them is the essence of who you are. They right. don't remember the last fight. They don't care about that. Right. They, they take everything that you've ever meant to them their whole life. And, right, and here we're so used to uh, trying to figure out what's the proof, you know, show me the proof. Right. And instead of all of the other things that have happened and the signs that they've had. And so, yes, it seems to be that part of it is just allowing that it's possible that you're not getting those signs. Right. So, Lou, is there someone that you wanted us to uh, refer to or talk to? I have a question for you if you want me to do that. Well, they just she just showed me, like, some of the cathedrals or i don't know if they're cathedrals or castles hold on oh the architecture of the afterlife she's mentioning your your book oh um my publicist on the flip side yeah, hold on. <laughs> i have a copy interesting she says people want to know People want to know what it looks and feels like on the other side. What it, where do the loved ones go? Are they, and she's showing me floating, like literally a guy floating in space. Um, she wants to set the record straight, I guess, kind of thing. All um, right. And so you want to talk about how do people construct things on the other side? And it appears to be from what I've heard, is that it's a mutual sort of reflexive experience. So we, and even in Flipside, there was a guy who said he was in a giant cathedral and now he's not a religious person at all. And, right. and that, and he wasn't ever Christian, but that idea of seeing this giant cathedral and the guide was saying to him, 
we built this cathedral based on the intentions of all the people that you've helped over the many years of your lifetimes that right. they helped construct this giant cathedral so that when you walk into it you feel this ecstasy yeah. of of spirituality is it something like that lou is that what you want to talk about it is unique to everyone's experiences and then she put experience with the parenthesis you know a little parenthesis after experiences meaning all of your lives all of your lives yeah um, i'm thinking like i know they're putting the thoughts into my head like what would my afterlife look like and i just saw like land by the ocean but yet flowers everywhere i kind of look like a flower right now maybe a psychedelic <laughs> one but um <laughs> everyone is very different and unique in what they're um with all the backgrounds of all of who they are like they might go back to their favorite lifetime their most fun lifetime and recreate that um and i well, think mine had to deal with castles apparently so oh, there you go well and and an example was uh one of the first times we talked to bill paxton uh my old pal and we asked him about where he was hanging out and he showed you a beach like a beautiful beach yeah. white sandy beach and i asked him how do you create that right. and and he said well it's a combination of all the beaches that he's seen during his lifetime but also the ones that he can create so it's like you're creating everything almost you know because the way senses come into our mind light air smell those are all electronic signals that become like part of the engrams of your brain. They're actually physically sitting there. And so if you can access them, you can create something, a visual uh, of or CGI of a particular place. But then we've had a more in-depth discussion with like Junior Seau when he talked about how he was creating football stadiums on the other side and asked him about that. He said, well, each player that plays with me in my you know, afterlife football game brings their memory of the football stadiums that they know. And it's like this kind of blend between. So that's why I say it's reflexive. Yeah, it's it not is. only you, but it's other people who might want to participate with the construct right. or, or the thing that you create. And they're showing me my dress, like how how these colors might look different to somebody else. Like everybody's coloring is not the same either. Right. right like that like the way that people look at the photograph of the dress and is it you know gold or is it purple or whatever right plus the way way light waves hit your eye just like a rainbow everybody sees a different rainbow when they see a rainbow because depending right. where they're standing it's slightly different each time it's not the same rainbow but it is a rainbow so that's an unusual thing to talk about lou and it's it's the idea of helping people to realize that they can create their own reality on the other side does that help them here yeah. she just showed me something like it's a soft landing like she showed me you know those bouncies like you pop over there and it's a soft landing she said there's a lot of people that are very <laughs> unsure about what the afterlife's about and like where do we go and what do we do and are we in pain or are we suffering like the people that are suffering here? Um, when you leave, depending upon how you leave, 
well, no matter how you leave, you are, you enter into this. She's showing me like tactile wise, like why she's showing me tactile wise, like going into like, you know, those like, it almost feels like a marshmallow, but it's not, it's clear and you go, it's like liquid, but it's not, and you go right through it. She said, the second you go through it, she goes, cause it's just an energy release from your body. She goes, you get to take all the happiness, all the love that you have from here, there, everywhere. Everyone is met with an enormous amount of love, no matter who you are when you leave the planet. Um, it is important, especially now, how good it is to be alive first and foremost here and to have your fingers and your toes and to be able to, you know, to feel even through sadness, it's better to be able to feel like you feel over there. That's interesting. Thank you. You feel over there, but it's different. Right. And I've heard it described like, for example, if you put your arms around a tree, you can really feel the tactile sensation of the wood and that feel and that energy over there. You can do the same thing, but it's spongy or it feels because it's energy. And so it's not at like the same tactile kind of thing. So the idea of, you know, hug a tree, as many trees as you can, because when you're on the other side, you can create trees and you can be in a forest of trees. But it's just a different. So love, for instance, if you don't know what love is here, you'll be greeted with love. But if you don't know what it's like, then you're not going to recognize it either. Interesting. Interesting concept. Okay. Um, everyone has love, no matter what you've been through in this lifetime. You've had a snippet of love. Um, you might have, even if you died from a broken heart, that means you did love kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, your energy always has the capacity to infinitely love. Your body may not. Your body is just, it's, as we've talked about, it's our, it's our clothing. Um, I asked her, where is this coming from? <laughs> like, why are we talking about this? And she just says, there's a lot of fear out there still. Mm, interesting. Good point, Lou. And, and I hear it on Quora a lot. People, just either completely uh, adamant about there's no possibility of talking to someone on the other side, but those are fear-based thoughts. But mm. there's also this idea of fear associated with somebody on the other side talking to them because they were worried either that the person on the other side actually can see what they're up to, which is a fear-based thing. Oh my God, they go see everything I'm doing. We but we're not that, we're not that, they're not that interested. But then there's also this other fear thing of like they've been told all their lives that and somebody was writing about this on Quora yesterday to me, like, you know, your research is nonsense. You know, you just have to read the Bible. Well, eh, you okay. know, research is research. It's just data. You can't really right. uh, call it. The second you start defending it, you've already lost the fight. Well, and but the, <laughs> the point is, is yeah. that the idea of revisiting reality in such a way is that maybe it's possible that you've been told something that's been false all this time. And the idea of being able to access the flip side is not hard to do. And that we've right. been just told it's hard to do, but fear makes it almost impossible to do. Because if you're afraid to talk to somebody, you won't. Right. And 
both of us, you and I both, have gone through our fair stages. You've helped me out of mine. And I think I've helped you out of yours from the afterlife. Like, you know, if I had if I had a ton of fear with what I do for work, I wouldn't. I would miss all the messages that come through. I, I literally have to get out of my own way in order to receive the messages. And no, not and, in, and in my case, it, it always had to do with you know, did I do the right thing vis a vis this person? And then, and then we had we would have a conversation with them, and they'd say, "Come on, that's so not important." Whatever the memory of you know that I hadn't done something for them or helped them out, and right. so that's very powerful to hear uh, that unconditional love is the natural state of being, and so everything that's here that's not unconditional love right. that's the stuff that's that's part of being human, of running around a planet that's got polarity and stuff like that right. um now i got because i didn't know i was going to see you today but last night i did have a dream and i want to talk to luana about it i want to ask her about it because this fellow it felt like a really long you know involved visit my, my dream state's been crazy <laughs> why what what's up it's just it's wonky just all over the map yeah but i wake up and i'm like thank you for being a part of my play thank you actors and it's gone right well, in this case, it was a it was an individual, somebody no longer on the planet. Uh, and I just want to know, Lou, is that because I didn't think I was going to see you today. And so here I am. And I yes. when I woke so up, I, I got two things. I got Tesla, somebody that's very, very old from a long, long time ago. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. And I got your brother. So I'm not sure. Well, this was I feel like it was somebody who lived in England. Yes, that's what it feels like to me. I'm sorry. That's what it feels like to me. I got shown a top hat, like a black top hat. Okay. Like a I, British bowler. I, I just assumed it was, I mean, I was in London for God's sakes, two weeks ago. <laughs> and, uh, it, and this particular individual. Oh, he writes, what's his name? It's, I went to go see the museum of this particular person. He's a right. There's somebody that's a writer that I was thinking of. Um, I'll think of it in just a second. Oh, I hate it when I'm in the ethers too long. I can't get conscious information as quickly. That's all right. That's all right. And uh, well, uh, didn't you do a reading for Darwin's like grandchild great, or something? Great, great granddaughter. Yes. Great, great granddaughter. Somebody asked me the day on Quora. They're like, you know, maybe you should talk to Darwin. I don't think this was Darwin, by the way, but it made me reflect upon the fact that you had done an interview with Darwin. Where it was he probably one of the most craziest readings I've ever done in my life, and it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Before you had context for it, right? Oh, my God. He's like, you don't even know where you are. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm right here. He goes, no, you don't. You have no idea the dimensions that you live in one dimension. <laughs> you know, because you live in more dimensions than you know, but I, I'll just never forget it. Yeah, the origins of spirit. What he The origins of spirit was the initial title that he wanted to call his book and I think his wife was instrumental in in the, the origin of species, is rather than spirit. But right. but that idea of somebody who was trying to talk about consciousness, let's just call it that. But this particular fellow, I felt like I was in England and I was with his animals because he had like these older dogs walking around that would come by and nuzzle me a little bit while we were just chatting away. Anyway, what was the point, Lou? Is there? Do you have any access to that, Lou? That dream or? Or that they person? Actually, they were actually taking that. She showed me with her clipboard taking notes about the dream. <laughs> uh, you constructed a safe place for yourself. 
Okay. I mean, I, I just, I was, I was consciously aware that I was sitting with this fellow and at the end of the dream, I kind of went, are you so-and-so? And the person said, well, of course I'm so-and-so because you were just talking to my dogs and you know that I love dogs. So that's why my dogs were here to visit with you. Anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to inject my own concept with it, Lou, because if it wasn't that important, I mean, if it was important. It was important because it had to do with writing or because I feel like this person was a writer. This person was a writer. That's correct. And so, he was a, and so I keep. Writing. And he was a filmmaker mm -hmm. and he was a little bit OCD and he had a whole bunch of dogs and his name was, first name, Stanley. Stanley, I wouldn't have gotten that. And you still don't know what his second name is because you're not a film buff. No. But the second name oh, begins. But I know who you're talking about now. We've talked to him before. Yes, he we have. In. That's correct. Okay, he popped in. So very good. So Jennifer doesn't know that Stanley's last name is Kubrick, but he is the guy who created this. You know, who did The Shining in 2001, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so I, I was just aware that it was a very fascinating conversation. There are people that I know that knew him. And it was a conversation just about life and about energy and about other stuff, but his dogs. And he was a huge, he had, I don't know how many dogs, 11 dogs, something crazy. But he had all these dogs walking around and they would come over. In fact, he used to, in one of the documentaries about him, he left behind these elaborate notes about how to take care of my dogs when I'm, you know, working on this movie. You know, so-and-so loves a little scratch here and blah, blah, blah. That's so cute. But that's how I confirmed it in my mind, because at the end, I was like, am I making that up that I think this is Stanley? And then the yeah, answer was. Yeah. I kept know. getting a writer. I kept getting something that did that test. The reason why I was shown Tesla was, I think, the time. It felt like the time period, but it was showing me. I don't know why. Well, but that's OK. Genius. Another genius. Somebody another who genius. you know dealt with. You know, and I mean, look, the when I said something, and at the time I was thinking to myself, well, you had OCD. I know that that was part of his thing. And he said, oh, come on, everybody has OCD. It's just a version of it. Everybody has their own version of like how to navigate the planet. Who's the guy, though, that and I have in my head, who's the person that had like would write about his dreams and poems and poetry? Carl Jung. I know Carl Young, not Carl. And we did interview him too. So. Somebody, somebody in England that. No, he was in. Yeah, he was in Austria. Right. Um, in England, who wrote about? Well, uh, I don't know. There was, was Isaac Newton. No, I went to. There was. There's actually his house that he. Oh had. well, maybe this is connected to you. You went to somebody. How you mean like uh, in the this past century or or, or hundreds of years ago? No, I went. No, I went there. I went, physically. Oscar went, Wilde. Not Oscar Wilde, but we're getting close. We're getting uh, close. Your buddy uh, Blake. Not William Blake. I would have remembered that too. No, it has to do with he wrote so many. He, Milton. Christmas, the Christmas Carol. Oh, What's Charlie it? Dickens. Fuck you. Uh, pardon me. <laughs> so, okay. I kept being shown. <laughs> Charles. Well. I don't want to own that just because I did ask him about Stanley, but still. Anyway, you went to visit Charles Dickens' house, and did you talk to Charlie? Because we did have a conversation with Charles. You don't remember, I I'm sure. No. Um, we uh, we asked him about the Christmas Carol because he had come and visited Washington Irving, uh, and who was the guy who ended up writing, you know, the all those great books. 
um, he was a fan. He was a fan of Washington Irving, the guy who wrote uh, Rip Van Winkle. And, yeah. You know. Okay. Um, hold on a second. It's all about your writing, and that's what last night's dream was about, she says. Okay, Lou, what do you want to say about my writing? Keep it up or quit? <laughs> she's just saying, take the writing. She's putting it up into a movie. So, Take the writing and putting it up into a movie. No. Oh. A martini carol. <laughs> well, like architecture of the afterlife, being able to do something with that vision. Yeah. Well, at the moment, my agent is taking around my latest book. Let's say that. So maybe she's encouraging that. I don't know how many times I bought that book for my. No, company. no, not the late, the latest, latest. And and as my agent said. Oh to me, yeah, got that one. As Sorry. my agent said to me today, you write books faster than people can actually read them. <laughs> So he was like, you know, give it a week because uh, I had sent it off to him last week. It was like, and so what? Are you interested yet? Anyway, it's happening. It feels like it's happening. Um, okay, hold on. Are you going to Vegas soon or is there something with Vegas with you? Yes. Why? Okay. What is she saying? I don't. She just mentioned like, what is it that you want to talk to me about? And she said Vegas. Which what does she want to say? This is very interesting. Go ahead. By the way, audience, he hasn't told me Wait, that. Wait, she doesn't know Sorry, this. Yeah. This conversation happened yesterday. Okay. About our trip to Vegas. Okay. It feels like a collaboration with somebody, though. Too. Yes. When somebody that Luana was a big fan of, big friend, clear, close friend, called me up yesterday, let's meet. She is super excited. She's the <laughs> one that kind of orchestrated this. And. She's happy that you were open to it. She's like, bring everything you have. So I don't know if it's your writing. I don't know what it is. Well, you know, well, here's no, it's somebody, it's somebody that Luana and I were very, are very close friends with. She was close friends with. And the fact that he would call me yesterday and say, you know, are you open to going to this trip? And I said, yeah, of course, dude. We're going to be He's ready to hear more about the afterlife, is what it feels like to me. <laughs> okay, very good. Yes, yes. Uh, and then she's still talking, so hold on a second. Sorry, Lou. Go ahead. So interesting. She just throw. She's showing me you throwing things on the wall and just letting them stick. So just like throw them on the wall, like spaghetti. All right. Well, Lou, I'll tell you what. You know, we Luana and I used to have this really weird game that we used to play, and I'd say, Lou, give me numbers to play in Vegas, and she knows the game, which right. is I would a specific thing. I'd go up to a table. And give me so give me the three numbers of the table. Nobody in the audience knows what table I'm talking about, but give me three numbers, Lou. Just three. Eight. Fourteen. Feels like or forty. How high do the numbers go? Does it matter? Uh, the numbers go to thirty-six. Okay. Kind of give it away, but whatever. Oh, so okay. And there's a double zero, but anyway, eight, fourteen, and what? nine nine and the reason and I'm, I'm not kidding but we used to do this thing where if she was in vegas i'd get on the phone and i'd say now go to this particular table and play these numbers in order and she always won and then it's she flipped the tables on me i was there and she's told me numbers and so i've but when i go to vegas and i swear to god 
I don't win. <laughs> you know, I can sit at a table for hours and not win a thing. But it only works if somebody, if I give the numbers to somebody else right. and I go, here, go play this number. And and it, one time, actually, I gave 20 bucks to my wife, said, go play this one number, which I gave her. She came back and she said, well, I stood at the table. I didn't know where to put the money and the number came up. So I gave her another number and she went and played it one. But she only bet two bucks and so she didn't want to waste 20. But anyway, oh my gosh. you know, you know, and whatever. By the way, they have a photograph of Jennifer in Vegas. If she comes in here, she is telling you numbers. That's, That's not, not true. I'm getting making so that up. Um, what was the other thing? Hold on. Now they're putting me in my own head. Okay, so apparently they have something for me. Give me a second. Please do. Or for the audience. Okay, in what way? I, okay, thank you. I get a lot of clients from this podcast, from your books, which I'm incredibly grateful for. One of the greatest things that she was showing me is that they all come with questions because they've learned from you, which I'm also grateful for. And they always ask who was there to greet you on the other side, your most infamous question. Um, it's almost like it's another book. Who is there to greet you? <laughs> who is there to greet you? And the reason I ask that question for the audience is only they know the answer. You might assume you know the answer, but you don't. And sometimes they'll give you somebody completely different than who you thought it was. Or a dog or a cat. Or, or a dog or a cat. And then, and then the follow-up is, well, how did that make you feel? Because were you frightened or were you happy? And sometimes they'll say, oh, I was terrified. But then I realized, oh, I, what am I so scared of? I'm alive. I'm literally with my loved ones. What am I worried about? All the worries get lost and left behind. So Luana's pointing out, ask questions. Uh, today, somebody somebody posted something on Quora where they said, I had this dream where I saw three people, and I think I'm related to them somehow. And I said, well, ask them. Just sit down and think. Ask, who are you? And this person posted, I got this message that said, we're always with you. We love you. We've always got your back. Don't fear. So it was like a proof of concept. I don't know this person from Adam. All I said was ask. So, and they're saying that because of what the because of our work and because of not our work, but because of this work. Sorry. Our work. Me and you. <laughs> we'll um, take credit. We'll take credit for all of this. Uh no. People are asking more questions and they're doing the more that you thank you, the more that you do it with yourself. That's why they were showing me. Like I ask questions all day long. I just do for myself. Like, should I go here? And I don't judge it if, it if I get a no. I'll get, you know, and sometimes I'll ask the same question again later on. I'll get a, a yes. Whereas if I would have called that person early on, I would have taken them out of whatever they were doing. They wouldn't have been able to answer it. It was the perfect timing later. I do that all the time when I'm, when I have time in my car, I'm like, who should I call? And I'll get a name dropped into me. And they're just like, I can't believe you called me. I can't believe, you know. Yeah. I was just thinking of you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, so it's um so it's on. ask questions. Ask questions. Ask lots of questions. But if you do that with yourself all day long, um it's it's something that it strengthens your pineal gland. 
It's true. And you don't have to hear the answer. No. You can see the answer. It might be a sign yeah. goes by. It might be uh, a song comes on the radio. They have a million ways to answer your question. And they aren't always tone end of channel seven. Sometimes it's literally a visual, an image, a feeling, a sensation, a name pops into your mind. Right. And what you also, what I've done is I've asked to see a green light, red light. So that just helps. Oh, there you go. That's yeah. Like a nod or. I, and then I, sometimes I, when I don't get that, I feel into it because sometimes that is a little bit. And a lot, and if it's not a yes or a no, then that means yeah. it's a maybe. It, it's not going to be, it's not going to, there's no wrong answer. That's, right. that's you, you may get no answer and no answer is an answer. Correct. Will you tell me the answer to this thing? No Correct. answer means no, I'm not telling you. I I once saw a hypnotist do a, a technique where they said, take your both your hands and put them on a table and then left hand, no, right hand, yes. And then ask a question and see which finger moves first. And so I tried that. I was doing this very intense question to my father about something very important with my family. And I'm sitting there like this, and I heard his voice clear as a bell saying, that was my journey. He answered the question without bothering to make my fingers move, you see? And so that was a weird thing, because I was staring at my hands, waiting for you know one of them to move, and it was like, oh, his voice in my head. So that's it. Open yourself up to the possibility that you can communicate with your loved ones. And if they want to, let's not forget, not all your loved ones want to talk to you. Right. We have this thing of like, they better talk to me, but, you know, maybe they don't want you to break the illusion. Ask for them to be here. That's a big thing. Ask that's, them that's to right. be here. So whenever I do an event, and I think we discussed this last time, I'm like, okay, tell me, you know, tell me how I'm doing. Before I can even finish the question, they show me either knocking it out of the park. The last time they showed it very strong, like they showed me that it'd be a very strong, I'm like, strong and i then i of course when i did it there was a lot of very complicated things that happened but it was still great but it wasn't it was a lot of like there's a lot of talking involved with it wait a minute now explain that again what were you saying so i always ask how did i do or how am i going to do tonight and I, sometimes i'll see like they always show me with baseball oh like it going way over like you know Boom, out, out of the park. park yeah out of the park and i get that a lot I get that uh, it's gonna go way out of the park, like before even that's, and then I have the confidence that it will. It's just a weird thing. Do you ever get a base hit? Well, or... the last time I got a hit, but it was very strong. It took a long time to get there. Oh, interesting. It still did, but that was there were seventeen people, so that's why it took a long time to get there. You know, very good. Um, it was just a little bit different energetically, and so I got it, but I still did great. You know, I didn't do great. The spirits were great. That came through. yeah 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 you were open right. to it right and so ask them but i always the point of that was the fact that i always asked for the class my dad for all the help to come in to help me with my events i asked for their loved ones to be there i asked them to be clear if they can <laughs> you know yeah um and this applies to anything that you do in life if you're going to a business meeting if you're going to to accomplish something you're doing some homework you're doing a test before you do the test, ask for those who can help you to come and help you. You don't have to be very specific about Uncle Pete or Aunt Betty. You can be, because okay. if they've been very valuable, then great. But you can just ask, you know, whoever it is, 
that needs to be here. Please give me some guidance and some help. Right. Um, and that's, of course, that's not always going to work. But if it's supposed, because look, if you've signed up for a lifetime for certain things to happen, then you're going to ask your guides, can you, can this not happen? They're going to be like, uh, you already planned it this way. Right. And you want us to intervene and what, win the lottery? And then your life will be ruined. You, you'll have no plan. You have to do it again. You win the lottery and you will not learn anything. No, hold on a second. I'm like, what, what's the major, you know, what was the biggest purpose today? And it was for you writing and throwing it up, throwing, throwing, throwing it up on the wall and making See it, it sticks. And then it, she's showing me again. Oh, that everyone on the other side loves you. People do love you. People, or everybody. <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Um, that your loved ones are in great hands over there. Regardless of whether or not they were a good person, bad person, they are met with um they're met with love and healing. Okay. And then and same with your animals. And then for people that are here. So if you were to, thank you, if you were to know that everything was okay on the other side, whether you believe it in it or not, it's just easier to believe, then that takes, that leaves you open to have the universe work for you, have them work for you. Because if you believe that they're over there, then they're, then they're going to be allowed to come see you. They are never not around you, but your mind overrules everything. So if you think that they're not there, then your mind cuts them off. Well, it's a little bit like a cell phone let's say your signal. So let's say your animal has passed away and you're very stressed over it. You're very emotionally upset over it and you really want to talk to them, but you're so emotionally stressed. You can't allow in your mind's idea that they might be okay because you're so concerned about it. Then you have this other problem, which is they may be around you and not getting any response from you. And so, because you don't believe it. So then after some point they're, they're going to give up trying to reach out to you because it's just not, you're not ready for it or you can't hear it or something's going on. Right. So now you have to convince them at this point, you say, you know what, let's try this. I'm gonna to try to access you and I'm gonna pretend that I can. And that allows them, that's why I ask people, or I suggest, you know, when you, after you get your loved one to sit across from you, ask them to nod, shake their head or shrug. Those are three answers. They're not, they don't have to talk. It's very hard to get they sound. They don't talk like this anyway. Please remember Telepathic. That. They're yeah. Acting their thoughts to you. So, and you're they're sitting across from you, and you say, if you if you say, so what's happening? Why can't I get my car? You know, there it's too complicated. Start with, is this you? And if they shake their head no, you can't go any further. Like you have to get them to say yes. So, just for instance, my dad. You know, I'm like, Dad, is this you? And he just went. One, two, three. That was our sign. That's a sign. But uh, but yeah. even if you don't have that already, if you're just asking nod, it allows them to see, oh, you're getting that this gesture means we're communicating. It's allowing them to understand the language that you need to have in order to go forward. Because now I, I've had it happen many times where I go, can you just get them to nod? Is this you? Yeah, they're nodding. And then they'll say, oh, and I just heard their voice say, yes, it is me. Who do you think it is? That sort of thing. And it's almost like the door opens up then. So and they, they have, can. Right. And they have the same personalities as they leave. So if you have a very funny aunt, she's going to be super funny over there. 
you know, regardless Absolutely. of how she passed, you know, there's a lot of people that have died from tragic things, you know, from tragic. They don't hold on to that. It's literally the curtain falls, the light goes down, the stage is empty. They're off stage. You can say, oh my gosh, that last act in your play was really difficult. I was, and they go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Standing well, ovation. Standing <laughs> ovation. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's very problematic for people to hear that no matter what their journey was, there's quite a few people who you would think would get a lot of booze and thumbs down. When they get over to the other side, there's everyone saying, you did exactly what we asked you to. You signed, you did exactly right. what you signed up for. And we have to thank you for being. And, and, don't, and don't hold on to how people have been, like people that have Alzheimer's or dementia. I, like I've said before in this podcast, I never feel sorry for people that have it. I feel sorry for their caregivers. I think that was Hot Lips saying hello, by the way. And Sally then, Kellerman. Hi, Sally. But just remember who they were beforehand and that you can have a new relationship with them because they might have been mean before they left or they might have made you feel because they're holding on to stuff that they don't even realize when they're when they're here versus when they're flying around, you know, in the ethers, because they're not tied to their body. They're barely tied to their body. I'm just saying you can have a new relationship with somebody that you did not like here on this earth. Right. But the, also that idea that we bring a certain percentage of our conscious energy to a lifetime, people with Alzheimer's or brain issues often report to have much, much less, like 10%, as Sally had told us before she passed. I know you gotta go. Okay. We appreciate you, Jennifer. Thank you so much. And for anybody tuning in, we appreciate you. Luana, thanks yeah, for stopping by. Much, you guys. Uh, we love you. Love, love. Love, love. love. Okay. Thank you, Jennifer. Bye. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschaefer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on Gaia dot com via Amazon Prime.